Welcome to the Living Stones podcast. These are a recording of our Sunday morning meetings. We pray that these will be a blessing to you. So please, enjoy listening. If you want to know more, please contact us at office at livingstoneschurch.co.uk. Okay, Living Stones, I'm going to call you to... Ooh. I'm going to call you to order this morning. Order, order, which is going to probably at least take five, ten minutes for everybody to finish making their coffee and find somewhere to sit. You're, you're going to excuse my voice this morning. It's not over excess over the weekend. It's over excess of doing too many youth events in the last seven days and then catching a cold. So uh, I'm a bit croaky. So those of you who like to listen to this by the podcast, this is not an effect. This is what my voice sounds like this morning. So bear with me. Uh, Right, let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that we are able to meet freely in this building to worship you this Sunday morning. As we have um, been led in our worship over the last few weeks uh, to really think about the number of people around this globe who in this 24 hours will be worshipping your name, that our prayers our hearts, our worship will join with theirs to be incense on your altar in heaven. Father, be with us this morning. Um, I pray this morning that we will all learn something new on the passage that we're looking at um, and something new in the way that we're looking at it as well and that we will have fun learning about you. In Jesus' name, amen. So welcome one and all. Um, welcome to the visitors we have this morning. Uh, if you don't know if you are visitors or if you've forgotten, I'm Justin. I am um, the youth worker for the church and this is our cafe church style service. So those of you who've not been here or those of you who've forgotten, expect the unexpected this morning. Um, the The ethos and the fun bit of this morning is this is all about learning together. Uh, The passage we're looking at is from Paul's second missionary journey, following on from where Ellie left us last month, and we will be learning through play or acting. I will give you that warning now. So we've locked the doors so you can't run away. Uh, But firstly, Ellie, would you like to come and lead us in our worship this morning? So um, uh, be thinking about, uh, you know, the Psalms or um, uh, where they were just words of, of, of praise to God um, so that in every circumstance, everybody here has come with all sorts of different um, things going on in their lives, uh, moods, emotions, um, but actually praising God, we can do that at any time, however we feel. So let's stand. lovely morning this morning. Thank you for being able to just to be safe, Lord, and to be able to worship you, Lord, and to worship you as we as as we enjoy the sunshine, the trees, the plants, the flowers, 
people going about their daily business, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God, that we can do all of this. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're also to praise you for the things you take away, Lord. We sometimes think that those things uh, are so precious and you, you take them away. And we need to pray you will help us to recognize your hand in our lives, whether it seems to us good or bad, whatever it is, Lord, help us to look to the tree of life and not to the tree of um, the knowledge of good and evil, Lord. I just pray we would look to you for life and whatever happens in our life, we... We uh, lay it down before you, and Lord, we want to know your way in our lives, even when the difficult paths come. Lord, thank you, your hand is there. You're, you are a lamp and a light to our paths, and I just praise you, Lord, that it's difficult sometimes, Lord, but you are there, and we are so grateful. Praise your name, Lord. You are worthy. You are there. Whether, however we feel, you are always the same. You are always there for us. Amen. Amen. working even though you um, rested on the seventh day lord i bless you that even to up to now to this minute to this second lord you are working in people's lives lord you are calling people to you you are you are uh, disentangling people from the mess of their lives lord to bring them into the light of your son jesus lord lord you are doing miracles day by day lord we bless you and thank you that you continue working lord even though we don't see it or perceive it, Father, but the end result is a kingdom full of chosen and saved people, Lord. Amen. Things that have become uh, habits in our lives, Lord, that are actually not the best for us, Lord. Thank you that you do use all things in our lives. You, use, you, you work everything together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purposes, Lord. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, to choose the best, Lord, to listen to you, to hear what you have to say. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ellie, and thank you, Lives, and thank you, Amelia, for running around with the microphone. Yeah, amen. So, let me have a look at my little list. My list is very short. I think we'll get the notices out of the way. Um, firstly and foremost, thank you to everybody who turned out last Sunday. Um, in the wind to hold on to a gazebo at the front uh, for about two and a half hours. Those who turned up to make uh, hot chocolate and cook the sausages, etc. Uh, we served our local community with 250 bags of hope, six and a half kilograms of sweets. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all the importance. Uh, over 250 sausages over 16 litres of hot chocolate. But more importantly, we were light out there. And I think we had our busiest year of people coming, hanging around, wanting to engage. 
So thank you to everybody who turned out last Sunday. Um, trustees of Community Wise will be pleased to know we did not let go of your gazebo. It is still in one piece. Uh, the wind tried its hardest, I have to say. Uh, we did have uh, Big Robert standing in the middle holding on to it at one point. Um, but thank you, and thank you to those who were praying. Off the back of that, uh, Friday night was our live wires firework, family firework night. Um, and again, thank you to my live wires team and to those who aren't part of my team who did turn out Friday afternoon to help us set up. Um, we had the most parents we have ever seen to a live wires family event. With parents and kids, we had over 90 people in on Friday. Um, and it was pretty amazing. Um, we ran it as a normal night, uh, part of which means they had to listen to me join on and give a talk about why Guy Fawkes and religious freedom and why we talk about what we do, uh, which is always a bit of a challenge because you never know uh, with some of the parents because the majority of our kids who come to Live Eyes do not come from church. Uh, but it was, again, a really successful evening which couldn't have happened without in this room today. So, on behalf, and on behalf of the kids, thanks. Uh, two more notices. Alpha is up and running on Thursdays, um, and I'm sure Andy and Vanessa will really appreciate us as a fellowship continuing to pray on Thursday nights. Uh, how many more weeks? How do we Okay, so possibly another four or five sessions and see where it goes. So, Thursday nights, from 7 o'clock to about half past nine, church, please be praying for our Alpha course. Um, lives are only changed when we are on our knees in prayer because it's our prayers that enable God to work. That's very clear as we look further forward through these journeys of Paul. Our prayers enable angels and God to work in people's lives. If we don't pray for our Alpha course, the Alpha course will never grow and we won't see the fruit. Last notice, Charlie or Chloe, whoever's got control, can I have the schools out slide, please? Oh, is there? No, they're nodding at me to say, Dad, we've done it already. We know where you're going. Two weeks, oh, under two weeks time, excuse me, is our next school's out. Uh, morning of Advent Craft, I scared myself last week when I was sitting in the office and I counted up how many things are happening in the next six weeks till Christmas. Yeah, I said that word. Um, and when I realised I had just over two weeks to plan the school's out and no clue what we were doing. Um, I need a team for this one, as always. Um, those of you who've done schools out will know that we turn up, we table host, you get the chance to make loads of little fun things and just chat to people. It's not much more strenuous than that until we come to hoover the floor afterwards. Um, so please, can you give me, uh, in reality, what will be, you need to be here at half past nine and you're normally away by one, so what, three and a half hours on a Saturday morning or some fun. And again, for us to bless our local community, um, of people who will come and make crafts, which are all Christmas themed for Advent. Um, loads of baby Jesus crafts in there. Um, 
I know there are families who have no belief in the real meaning of Christmas who on their Christmas trees have got nativity sets they made last year coming back out or two years ago sorry coming back out again so 20th of November thus ends today's notices that was painless wasn't it right the other thing which goes with notices is our offering so we'll do this and then we'll get on to looking at our journey so can I have two representatives of our young people please to come and hold these two we've got a We've got an Amelia and we've got a Jesse, so you two can come up. What do you you want to hold? You want to hold Twigger and Jesse. Jesse's rearranging her baby, so she's nice and comfortable on the floor. I say, so our young people collect money uh, to support these three young people at, in Kabubu in Uganda. So kids, if you want to make your way forward and do your offering, I will pass our basket round. Those of you who are visiting us today. This is our family offering. Please do not feel under any obligation that you need to put into our offering. So, Robert, we'll start from your side. Ah, here we go. Okay, okay after church this week, as usual, we'll be having a very simple lunch. Um, and it would really help me today with the planning if I had a hands up on how many people are hoping to stay Sue's asked for hands up and she wasn't counting can you put your hands up again <laughs> right Sue can you count now Have you finished now, Sue? Okay, so I can pray. <laughs> haven't finished. Right, Father, I want to thank you for the donations in our offering. Everything we have is because of you, and everything, therefore, is yours. I pray that in all things that we do, you will give us generous hearts to give, not just of what we've got, of our best for you and for the people around us take the offering multiply it and use it for your kingdom in jesus name amen right before we move now into looking at our next journey i because then we're going to move into the living stones community theater which means all of you are invited to join in jeanette's looking at me saying really <laughs> so you might need strong coffee you may not so please Take this moment to refresh your cup of coffee and then we will get going. You're not going to have long. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. As much as it is great hearing you do family and chatting with each other, we're going to get ourselves organised and going. So, if you can curtail your conversations, please. I haven't got...
spot the Welsh person in the room. <laughs> it was like the rugby whistle. Right. <laughs> Jeanette said, come on, use your loud voice. I was like, uh, my loud voice was used up on Friday night. I'm, I'm, I haven't got anything left. Last time, we left Paul and Silas having just visited with Lydia in Philippi on the start of their second journey, or Paul's second journey. And we pick up in the same place. So we have our map um, of where we are going, and we are in Philippi, which is right up the top corner there. And those of you who did your homework would have read the scripture, which we sent out. Those of you who are your Bible scholars, if I said we're in Acts 16, and we're going from 16 to 40, the story after Paul and Silas meet Lydia, you may already know where we're going this morning. Those of you who have been Sunday school teachers for many years know the story really well, because it's tough. So, what I thought we'd do this morning is we're going to walk our way through the scripture section with as many people who want to be involved, being involved, and the rest of you um, partaking by actually thinking about how we're going to portray the story. Then I'm going to invite you around your tables. You've got the, four, the sheets there with the five questions we tend to use. I really would like you to look at this story and this is where you need to use your imagination, as if it's the first time you've heard this story. Now, if you're parents and you've read it, how many times do your kids and kids' Bibles forget the way they do it? We are actually going to look at this afresh, because there are one or two things in here which are a little bit surprising, which we need to actually get in our head, which have relevance today. Now, when we come to doing the group discussion, kids, we've got you um, a Cafe Church pack, which Kaz has got, which has got some activities in there for you to do as well. So you've got your own bits and pieces to do. So, we need two characters in this story. Uh, somebody's already told me this morning that they would like, like to come up, please. And I need somebody who's going to play Silas, Luke. Could you come and play Silas for me, please? So, we have Paul, and we have Silas, and they're still in Philippi. And they get into a rhythm of living life, which was every day they went to the place of prayer. So if you two would like to walk that way and make your way round and come round in a circle, and while they're walking to the place of prayer, they passed what we're call, told is a young lady who, and now kids, this is a difficult one which you need to get your head round because the children's Bible sometimes fudges this. The Bible tells us that she was possessed by a demon which helped her tell the future. And we can't sugarcoat these things, because these things are in the Bible. There's angels and there's demons. There's good and there's evil. And this demon 
got this girl to shout at Paul and Silas. Chloe, when they come back past you, so can you go back around and go past Chloe? Can you shout at them, these men are the servants of the Most High God, and they've come to tell you how to be saved? Servants. Okay. And they, so Paul and Silas come back to the front, and we're told they do this day after day, and day after day, this girl shouted at them. And she kept fed up with it. Have you got a fed up looking face? And Paul turned around and said to her, or said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. So point at Chloe and say, (laughs) hello. And Paul commanded this demon to come out of this girl. Which then meant that this girl, who was being used to tell the future, to her slave masters. Um, now, who are we going to have a slave master? Mr. Jackson, can you put a really disgruntled face on <laughs> and go and grab your now, in your eyes, worthless slave girl? Because this gentleman earned a fortune from the fact that people would pay this girl (laughs) to tell people their future. So he's got the slave girl. There's Paul and Silas here. And all of a sudden, there was a crowd of people mumbling and complaining. But they were mumbling and complaining specifically because these two, they were claiming, were teaching un-Roman things. Because in the Roman Empire, you could only worship the official religions. And what had just happened was not official. The message of Jesus was not official. So... The disgruntled slave owner took his slave and dragged her into the village square, which is here, where Paul and Silas were. Andy and Martin, can you come here, please? Every town, can you put your your hat of authority on? (laughs) Or two magistrates. That doesn't really fit you, does it? (laughs) Had two magistrates to enforce to enforce the law. So the slave owner dragged the slave in front of the magistrates. And said, These blokes here have just ruined my fortune. And the whole city is in uproar 
because of what these Jews are teaching. So the magistrates decided that their soldiers or the police say, I need four people, please. Four people. Right, come on. One for you. Are you coming up too? Right. So the police came and grabbed Paul and Silas. <laughs> Jonathan, it doesn't say in the scripture. They so they arrested them and then they beat them up. So, they, right. The slave girl can run away now because she and Mr. Disgruntle can run away too. And after they've beaten them up, they were taken. No, you're well, you, you can just sit down for the minute, but you're not totally done yet. Once they're in their prison uniforms, I'll give you that. It's stuck. Okay, I'll tell you what. It's because you've got big shoes on. Right. Paul's in some form of uniform. There we go. <laughs> and they tied them up and they put them in prison. So Paul and Silas need to be tied up. And pulled across here, and they're put in prison. So, Paul and Silas, can you come stand in front of the prison cell, please? Come stand here. So, Paul and Silas, come stand here. And they're now, and they are now in prison. Right, you two, you lot can go sit down for a minute. And they were put in prison. Oh. And they were put in the deepest, darkest part of the prison. I think we probably would be a bit downhearted. Because, you know, I don't think we are quite the same superhero character that Paul seemed to have had. But we're told that Paul and Silas spent the night Singing and praising God. 
So they were singing and they were praising God. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, there was an earthquake. There's an earthquake. And the chains fell off, but they didn't run away. Then the prison governor, Mr. Kelly, got to get health and safety right because this is now a work site. This is going to be the funniest part. The prison governor came running in, expecting all the prisoners to have escaped, fell on his knees, drew his sword, and was about to kill himself. Paul said, <laughs> Paul said, stop, we are here. And then, <laughs> and then brought the gospel to the prison governor who can get off his knees now and his family who were saved now prison governor you can stay there for a minute lots of times we finish the story there but the following morning, the two magistrates got their police guards together and sent them to the prison to tell Paul and Silas they were free to go and should leave quietly. But Paul and Silas did not go that quietly. Because we have this little bit of... They have publicly beaten us without trial. They jailed us, but we are Roman citizens. So now they want us to leave secretly. Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. So the police went back to the, to the magistrates. So the police went back to the magistrates and to tell them that there was trouble with Paul. That's the youth version of the scripture. <laughs> yeah. So the magistrates went and begged Paul and Silas to leave the city. <laughs> okay, you can all sit down because that's the end of our scriptures. <laughs> Jonathan, here we go. Right, ready? One, two, three.
These were bought for a holiday club that never happened. Oh. You right? You out? He's free! Well, yes, he's free. Okay, so that's a bit of a fun retelling of this story. But there's some important principles here. And these are the things that we now need to think about when we come into our groups around our table to look for the things that we've never seen before, the bits that we don't understand, the bits that are going to change our life, um, the bits we don't like. I can't remember what the fifth one is, but you've got it on your table. Uh, I have taught this piece of scripture so many times to children. And there's always something that will come and hit you in the face. We start with a message of somebody being freed, who then her society thought was worthless. But you can guarantee that God didn't, because he freed her. You then have Paul and Silas, if you like, copping the flack for doing what God is all about, and that is bringing freedom to people. Why do the people not like it? Because they were greedy and their wealth was being threatened and their way of life was being threatened. At any point, Paul could have sat there and said, you know what, I'm a Roman citizen, leave me alone. Because we don't actually get this. How many of you have got a British passport? Okay. How many of you have ever had the situation in a foreign country where you've had to get your passport out to prove your identity or to try and get yourself out of a situation and all of a sudden the British passport comes out and either the immigration or the police sit there and say, okay, you're British. It carries weight, not as much as it used to, but it does. But in this period, if you were a citizen of Rome, which Paul was... You were protected. You had the guarantee to a fair trial, which Paul didn't have. You weren't treated <coughs> me, like anybody else. They couldn't just grab you and beat you, which is what they did, because they thought you were some worthy, worthless rabble. But Paul never played that card at this point. Only at the end, after God had provided a miracle to release them, did he sit there and say, oh, by the way, you now want us to go quietly because God's done something amazing and you're in the wrong and you feel guilty. Well, you know what? I'm not going to go quietly because I'm a citizen of Rome. <coughs> Cross-correlation for me is some people will think that's arrogance in Paul's mind. I don't. I think it's confidence. And before I let you discuss this yourselves, thank you, Jess. I want to plant a thought that if you want to discuss that rather than the questions on the sheet, you can. Paul's confidence of being a citizen of Rome was trumped by his confidence of being a citizen of heaven. 
a son of Jesus. Do we, do I, have the same confidence in Jesus and in my salvation? That I could sit there and say, you know what, you might have beaten me, you might have publicly humiliated me, you may want me to go quietly, but I'm not, because I'm a citizen of something bigger than you could never ever understand unless you accept this free gift of salvation. That, for me, is the crux of what comes out of this story, is where Paul's confidence was. So, I am going to now invite you in your tables. Um, if you're sitting slightly aside from a table, you're not on a table, you need to endear yourself into a group to sit and discuss these scriptures amongst yourselves. What does this mean to you? What have you found from this? And then I'm going to give you what? Where are we? 22. We're doing well on time today. So you can have 15 minutes to discuss this. Kids, you've got your books to do. And then select somebody from your table. Then we come back to actually bring what the poignant thing that you had in your discussions were. I'll just pray before we start. Father, we've had fun this morning with your scriptures. Learning about you and your scriptures should be fun, but never to devalue the seriousness of your scripture. The fun that we've had this morning, I pray that when we now discuss it amongst ourselves and we talk with each other about how important this bit of scripture is from each other. In Jesus' name, amen. It's now time for you to learn together. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, have you chosen somebody to feedback? And are you ready to let us know your thoughts? Right. Do we ask for a volunteer table to start, or shall I pick on someone? Oh, you. Right, okay. <laughs> um, just forgotten what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the insult. Um, <laughs> right, well, uh, starting at the beginning, as it were, we were um, uh, quite struck, obviously, that the uh, slave girl was set free. Uh, basically, Jesus has set her free um, by um, Paul uh, telling the, the demon to get out of her. Um, so... Obviously, God can set us free from our circumstances. A little bit puzzled that uh, we don't go on to hear what she does afterwards. You know, does she go on doing a different sort of slaving, or um, uh, or, or is she uh, is she a free person? So it's a little bit curious. We don't know that. Um, and then when uh, Paul and Silas are arrested. We were saying one of the first things we would do if we were in that situation was say, whoa, hold on a moment, Roman citizen, ha, get your hands off me. Um, but no, they didn't. Uh, and indeed, they set themselves to be flogged. Uh, um, God's obviously leading them in that direction. And they don't seem to do it without any question at all. 
Um, and then, of course, when they're in jail, when they're all locked up, they're singing praises, they're praying, and they're generally praising God. There's no record of them saying, please, Lord, let us out of this place, release us. Even do it by some amazing miracle like an earthquake and get us out of here. But no, they didn't. They just, just straightforwardly in those circumstances, just praise the Lord. Um, and then, of course, we come to the bit where uh, they, uh, um, they didn't run away uh, when the walls did come down. Again, we said we would run away straight away as soon as there was an opportunity to go. Uh, so whilst the Holy Spirit prompted them to stay where they were uh, for the very purpose of actually making a point to the magistrates, um, you know, that they'd actually been, um, that they'd humiliated the magistrates, but they just stayed there um, without any obvious um, sign from God or, or, or saying from the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit told us to stay there. Um, so all in all, we felt that that was um, a sign that uh, being a citizen of heaven, as it were, uh, trumps everything else, whatever it is. And I now rest my... Any volunteers? So good. Um. <laughs> there you go, Sandy. Volunteered again. <laughs> Um, May came up with a good thing at the beginning. The bit she liked was that they were set free at the end. Um, and we were trying to find a word to describe what that was. I said exonerate, that, that there was a place of prayer that they went to. So they knew what to do every morning. <clears throat> um, the bit we didn't like was the good news being linked to demon activities. That was a bit of a strange thing to get your head round. Um, the bit we've never seen before was Jonathan's sense of humour. We <laughs> what a brilliant actor he was. <laughs> um, and I was struck by how the Holy Spirit led them to be quiet and not owning up to being Roman citizens when all the arrest was going on. So there was something in there that led them uh, to be quiet. Uh, the bit... I puzzled over was the saved family and household. Um, what did that actually mean? And then did they all go to the river to get bathed and woo their wounds and to be baptized? Because one of the verses says that the jailer's family was all baptized. Where? So I wasn't sure about that because we're not told. So we have to fill in the gaps and guess. Um, how will it change my life? I think seeing the Holy Spirit at work in seemingly insignificant things, like keeping quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say for that one. Uh, right, who would like to go next? Okay, we'll go this way. I'll be picking then. Um, so we, um, yeah, we started talking about... Uh, yeah, the fact that they um, they seemed to have no fear. They um, they started singing in the prison cell, even though they had no clue what was going to happen to them if they were going to be tortured or and um, and yeah, they still had that faith in God um, and they still praised Him for it. And we start oh, we started talking about um, 
uh, the Holocaust and Corrie ten Boom, if you don't know who she is, she's a Christian who um, helped hide Jews and um, uh, she got found and was in concentration camps uh, for s several years and um, yes, uh, like amazing things happened in there, like miracles um, with her and her sister and um, she she managed to hide a Bible from the guards in the concentration camps, um, uh, which was like, it's so, like they made barely any mistakes, so it must have been God, um, which helped that. And, uh, and her sister was, um, she, there, there was, um, they saw a guard beating a prisoner, and Corey said, um, I, oh, I feel so sorry for her. Uh, meaning the prisoner, whereas the sister said, me too, meaning the guard. And how can you have love for somebody who has been mistreating you and inflicting so much hate on you? And that's, that was like, God, God um, has, he loves his enemies. Um, and he teaches us to love his en enemies. And Corey's sister loved um, who hated her. And, uh, and they, and yeah, the fact that I think that Paul and Silas had fear they um, they were slightly afraid, but they still trusted in God. And yeah, Corey Ten Boom um, was scared, um, but she still trusted God and hid the Bible and um, and yeah, carried on sharing that. Excellent, thank you. Who's going to talk for this group? <laughs> we don't know what we know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think the business side was interesting because it, it, it's like we've been brought up to a relevance to today. The slavery in, in America, when the slaves were freed, the business people didn't like it. And it's similar to today when we try and influence people and free people and business doesn't like it. And um, I think it's very, often it's very relevant, but... It's amazing that Paul and Silas, it's the singing, isn't it, that's, um, I think, broke the yoke, really. Singing is the important. Breaks things. Amen. Yeah, yeah. we were a bit puzzled with the, uh, the young lady that got delivered. Because, I mean, who was speaking out? Was it the demons? Now, why would the demons be speaking out? Because they know they're going to be uh, evicted. So it must have been the young woman in herself to wanting to be freed of such a situation because uh, it would have brought about her salvation. And in some ways, as you say, we don't go get to hear exactly what happens. But I don't think the Lord's work goes unhindered. It, it, would, it will prevail. As you say, the earthquake... Now, is this a natural phenomena with no supernatural power? Of course not. God has got power over all things on, this, on these matters. And to be freed, uh, I mean, to, just by where, well, where the wall didn't come down and crush them, it, it broke the chains and uh, opened the doors and uh, brought about the salvation of the uh, jailer and his family. And in through time, because he were, they would have heard the jailer preaching about it for months, if not years, and for decades on, and they would have been from this situation the gang masters themselves no longer had their lucrative trade they would have had to go and do something 
find an honest living. Same with the young girl who's been the soothsayer. These people who used to pay the gang masters to hear the uh, the so-called, uh, uh, what they call it, well, it would have been peddled lies, basically. So there would have been truth to come about. There was The whole situation is full of liberation, I would have said, in all different ways. And praise the Lord. Let's sing high. Yeah. Okay, so where are we coming? Uh, this group. Who's feeding back in this group? So uh, we were uh, slightly puzzled with the uh, with Sean's group about uh, why a, a woman who was actually seemingly saying such positive things uh, was actually um, demonised, um, and we we wondered whether th there was a, a kind of a process of discernment going on in Paul and Silas, and it may have taken two or three days for them to really tweak what's going on. And also that she was just being such a blessed nuisance. <laughs> and, and the other thing we, 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 we were looking at was, why didn't the other prisoners escape when they had the opportunity to? And, and it must have been that, that they were listening to the hymns and the praying, uh, the singing of Paul and Silas. Um, and no doubt, the, you know, the power of the, uh, of, of the call of heaven was greater than the power of the call to run away and, and get their freedom. And, 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 and yeah. Lee made a very good point at the end because Paul and Silas had been stripped of their clothes. They'd been beaten and then thrown into prison. They must have been... Uh, physically assaulted desperately and actually Lee said singing changes your mood and uh, so actually it's a really good exercise for us to take hold of when we're really feeling down and things aren't going right why don't we sing it will change the circumstances and also change us so that was a really good point we made, uh, Lee made we talked about the other things that other people have shared believe me you wouldn't want me singing in that situation. Um, yeah, we, like Martin, um, the, the, with the slave, um, she said, these men are servants of the Most High, and we're telling you, and, and they're telling you how to be saved. And we thought, well, that's strange, because she's going around saying exactly what um, Paul wanted. So, like Martin said, there must have been some discernment or some feeling in the spirit that, that it was mocking in some way. Um, <coughs> the other thing is that we felt that, um, that the guard immediately realized there was a higher force. You know, he came straight in and was on his knees and realized, actually, this is God. And, and <coughs> you know, there, there comes moments in people's lives where they actually think, actually, this is God working and I've, I've got to be saved. And, and that's, I'm sure a lot of us have been in that situation where we've, you know, the, something has happened and, and we've said, you know, I need to be saved. Um, and at the end, when they, <coughs> after everything that had happened, they went straight to Lydia's house and encouraged the believers. After all they'd been through, you'd have thought, come on, let's go and have a break and get out of here but they went straight to the believers house um, and encouraged them um, and we also thought um, I wonder how they didn't know who Paul was because we thought Paul must be pretty popular and famous character 
Um, and so that sort of confused us a little bit. We just thought on his journey, everyone would sort of have an idea who he was because, you know, he was preaching everywhere and, you know, he would probably been quite popular. Um, and we were saying how we would, how miracles, when they're more dramatic and people are involved in them all the time, how much easier it is to um, to be engaged in in the belief in miracles. Um, and the last thing was um, how important it is to pray in difficult circumstances and to pray with confidence that God's going to somehow help you out. Cool. And I'll ask it. I looked for a volunteer amongst all of my group and they all declined, bless them. <laughs> um, so we asked, the, um, we asked the same question about, the, about, the, um, about Paul and Silas, how did they know um, what was going on? It, it may have been done with a slightly mocking tone, um, at which point it just built up and built up to the point that Paul just got so fed up with it, he, he exercised his authority in Christ. Um, in terms of the woman set free, we, um, we asked the question, how, would she have known that she was um, uh, demonised? Would she have known she was under the power and sway of the, of the enemy? And, um, uh, you know, because sometimes if it's a familial spirit, well, this is just me, this is who I am, this is what I do, um, you know, this is my job. And um, I think the... Uh, I said that it's from the words of the song from Carly Simon, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Um, and so she must have known she was free afterwards and then only with hindsight looking back thinking, I was under the power of something quite unpleasant. Um, how, uh, somebody also asked the question, how did they know they were Jews? Well, you know, um, and we figured that one of the um, the ideas was that because of Roman culture, the way they dressed was different to the way that the Hebrews would have dressed. Um, so they may well have picked up on that there. Um, I was corrected by Katie um, for um, I thought consider it poor joy was uh, consider it all joy when all manner of trials and temptations come against you. I thought, but absolutely, and um, and I think we ended in persecution comes in many forms. That for them it was physical. Um, it was a physical assault, it was violent, um, but in the Heroes of the Faith in the book of Hebrews, it says that persecution also comes in the form of, um, of uh, mocking and ridicule. And I think that is possibly more what, um, what we would experience now, as like a passive aggression in society against Christians. Um, but that nevertheless, um, our response should still be the same, that we consider it pure joy, and we and we pray, we give thanks, and and count ourselves um, actually blessed to be to suffer for Christ. Was that everything? Yeah. Brilliant. So, on this girl who was set free, um, a little while ago with the kids, we did um, the man who was possessed by legion, being. Um, cast out by Jesus into the pigs. Uh, you remember that story from the Gospels? And Legion, which was all these demons, recognized who Jesus was. And there's a principle here in, in Scripture. Um, 
And actually, if we remember back to the first journey, and I think it was, was it Simeon the sorcerer who they met in Crete, who recognized, obviously evolved in occult and all that, because that's where the sorcery was, but recognized the power of the Holy Spirit in what Paul was doing. And there's one or two other stories there that actually the, the demons and the flip side, if you like, recognize God, when God is at work. So? And Shadda, yeah. They know what they're up against. And therefore, they then speak out. Yes, Jeanette. I said about um, in Philippi, I knew it was a big city, but I've just had a read, and obviously the it's a bit of a guess, but between ten and 15,000 people was the population, bits and pieces, but not... Not on. I think when we come on to some of the other stories in this journey, we, we come against up against other travelling preachers as well of Jewish, Jewish descent. So in that way, Paul and Silas weren't the only people spreading, um, well, they possibly were the only people spreading the gospel, but they weren't the only people spreading the Jewish faith through the Roman Empire at that time. So... I think that was all brilliant. You know, it's a story which so many of us have grown up with. You know, Paul and Silas in chains singing and bang, go the walls, and oh, nobody runs away and everybody gets saved at the end of the day. But so much more for us to permeate on, to muse about. But thank you for taking part this morning. Let's close our morning in prayer. Father, I love it when together we can discuss your scripture in various different ways. All of us will read a verse differently based on our upbringing, our education, our experiences. And all of us have something to bring because you have put us together as a family to teach one another, to explore your scriptures, to fill in the gaps that perhaps we don't know or we haven't picked up on. And I thank you that my family at Living Stones this morning has permeated on this story of Paul and Silas in prison. I pray that something that we've spoken about this morning will hook in all our hearts this week and make a difference in our witness for you out there in the big wide world of Eastbourne or wherever we end up. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for humouring your usual worker.